Hi, this is Danielle Burgum, perinatal mentor, childbirth educator, and doula in the Mid-Ohio Valley. How do you support a new family? Not only how do you support a mom that is healing and taking care of a new baby postpartum, but how do you also support the entire family that has brought this new baby into their life? Sometimes this time period is referred to as the fourth trimester. And while that terminology absolutely drives me nuts because it still looks at the mom as the only person that needs supported during this time period, we we tend to lay all of the obligations on the mom herself or on dad or the immediate family. And we stop looking at this like a community support of the childbearing year. First, we prep during pregnancy. So these are things that the immediate family can do. We start out by walking one to three miles a day. We start out by changing our lifestyles or enhancing our lifestyle to be healthy and to prepare for habits and healthy ways that prevent complications from happening and that set us up for having support and being prepared for whatever our postpartum might might be. Because we cannot predict the future, it doesn't matter what we do now, we don't have any guarantees of how that's going to affect us postpartum. So we need to do what we can by being realistic about the culture that we live in. So many of us are working part-time or full-time. A lot of families, the mom and the dad, the you know the two head of the household, the two parents are usually working. And let's think about that as well. So before we even get into postpartum, Do you have the perspective that mom does all the care for the children? And do you have the perspective that dad is the breadwinner? How can we balance that out a little bit more? Because I will tell you, I have been a full-time working mom. I have been a full-time stay-at-home mom. I've been a full-time stay-at-home and working mom. I've been a part-time all of those things. I have breastfed through all of that. I have pumped while I was working full-time. So I have a a wide range of personal experience, and my family has kind of boiled it down to mom and dad both work. We also work around each other's schedules, and everything that has to do with the family is shared by us. That includes the income, that includes the care of the children, that includes the schooling, the education of the children, because we also homeschool, and that includes decisions, That includes cooking and cleaning and all of those basic things just to function as a family. So if you boil it down to what does my family need to function, we believe that that responsibility is everybody's responsibility, regardless if you work or not. It does make it easier to have that balanced role when two people are working together to bring in whatever type of situation pays for the food and pays for the bills. So if you can take some of the load off of the other person prior to bringing a new baby in, that will be of benefit. If you can't, or even if you can, there are ways that you can reduce the things that you need to do postpartum to have more time for self-care and healing. One of the biggest things to do is to make healthy meals that you can freeze. This means If you make soup, 
double up your recipe and put half of it in the freezer. It's good to start at about 32 to 36 weeks prepping your freezer. This means that you don't have to do it all in one day. You can just make extra whenever you do cook a meal and you're not stressed out by the time you hit 39, 40 weeks pregnant. So just put away some healthy meals. Even if you're putting things all in a bag that have not been pre-cooked, but you're doing a lot of like prepping of cutting my veggies, cooking the meat, then adding the seasoning or cutting the veggies, adding raw meat, putting seasoning in a big gallon bag and all of that stuff is prepped for a crock pot, then you're doing a lot of things that will help whatever situation you have postpartum be a lot easier. Then you also want to look for what are the options for care. So you want to know who can help with breastfeeding because that's usually the number one thing that families need support with is getting breastfeeding off to a good start and remedying any situation that has to do with breastfeeding. You are more likely to ask for help when you know who to ask for help and you have a relationship with them prior to actually needing to call them. So attend your local La Leche League, your local breastfeeding clinic, your local breastfeeding support group. If you're in the mid-Ohio Valley, I host a monthly breastfeeding clinic birth and parenting social that is on the fourth Saturday of every month except December because that's so close to Christmas and I also help a lot of families through Facebook on a Sally birth so number one if you're in the mid-Ohio Valley you already know where you can go for support and help and it's free then beyond that know who you can ask for help that maybe you have to pay for I also see families in their home for scheduled appointments, and there are multiple IBCLCs in the area. So you need to look around, research around, get their numbers, get their contact information, and go ahead and make that connection with them now so they can kind of jot you down and know, oh, okay, I know who this person is. I have a relationship with them. I know they're expecting a baby at such and such time. So then you are more likely to ask them for help before things get too bad. And then know who you can ask for postpartum care. A lot of times this is a postpartum doula. This is not the same as asking your friends and family for support postpartum. While there are some families that really understand what it means to take care of a postpartum family, a postpartum doula does have that information. They, they have that experience, that education, and they tend to come at it with an unbiased approach. They are just there to help you not influence the way that you parent or care for your family or whatever choices it might be. They are there to simply support you postpartum and to not be overwhelming to your situation. So know who to call. Always have a backup. So with its whether it's breastfeeding or herbal wellness and holistic care or a care provider, you know, like a pediatrician or a family doctor, whatever type of care that you want for your family, have the numbers, have them on a list so that anybody that is helping you can call that person. A lot of times during postpartum, a mom might not be in the right mental state to actually make the call to ask for help. In our culture, we are made to believe that women should be able to handle this. I have 
clients that their family has told them that they were an invalid if they couldn't handle postpartum on their own just because they were asking for food to be made for them. So there are a wide range of family support and the more you can prepare to not need a lot of support, then you're helping yourself out if that support happens to not be available. The more you prepare to know who to call and really understand that we live in a culture where we don't have a community surrounding us at all times that simply supports you. We have to ask for that care. And that is okay. It's not just like, you need to get care, honey. That should be expected to have care during postpartum. So to call for that care, that is normal. If you feel like you can't call, then maybe you need to find another care person. Maybe you need to ask for gift certificates for postpartum care for your blessing way, your baby shower, because those things will be far more valuable than all of the little trinkets people tend to get you for a baby shower. So think about all of the support systems that you have available. Now we've made it to postpartum. From the dad's perspective or the birth partner, the partner's perspective, Mom needs to rest. For the first three to four weeks, you should expect her to rest, to literally lay in bed and nurse her baby. And you should expect to feed her. You should expect to care for the rest of the kids. And you should expect to be the one that makes the phone call to ask for help, not only when mom needs help, but when you need help also. Don't take the role on of, I should be able to do it all on my own because just like mom shouldn't, neither should you. With a family that is not healing, that doesn't have a new baby, they shouldn't be expected to do it all on their own. So you taking care of somebody that's healing and a nursing baby, trying to get breastfeeding off to a good start, trying to get rest, you are also needing to do that too. If you happen to be the breadwinner, then you are probably really exhausted when you come home. And this is important for moms to hear too. If the partner has a full-time job or a job or whatever, and then they come home, you can't expect them that you can't expect them to take the baby and take all of your stress away because they've just been working all day too. So it's important to realize that if somebody has a full-time job, whether it's inside the home taking care of a baby or outside of the home making money, that is taking a lot of energy. It's taking a lot of stress. If you're waking up to an alarm clock every day, your rhythms are really wacky and your adrenals are really stressed. So the more you can ask for outside help, the healthier, the more rested everybody will be. And you can't lay all of this responsibility on older children either. Yes, it's really helpful to have older children, but a lot of older children are also in school and they have their own responsibilities and they need their own self-care time. Yes, we all support each other and we all help each other out, but that also means respecting each other and asking for outside care. So know that mom is going to need to rest. If she doesn't lay in bed for the first three to four weeks, that's okay. Moving around is great too, but she shouldn't overdo it. If her bleeding increases instead of decreases, then she is doing too much. If she is crying, then she needs support. 
baby blues are not normal. They are common, but they are not normal. Those are the first step into a downward slope. So we want to prevent that stuff from happening. We want everybody to feel happy and healthy, the entire family, because we've prepped in a healthy way. We've asked for support. So other things that people can do, if you're visiting a postpartum family, don't stay more than 15 minutes. Unless you are actually cooking dinner, you are running errands, you are caring for the older kids, you're cleaning the house, then you have no business just sitting there being entertained by this postpartum family for more than 15 minutes. They are trying to heal. They are resting. Let's respect that space because there's going to be plenty of time for you to get to know the new baby. Do something if you come over. Don't ever go visit a postpartum family without at least putting some dishes away or rinsing some dishes off or wiping off the table, taking out the trash, bringing some healthy food. Healthy food. So we're talking salad, chopped up vegetables, things that are prepped so that they don't have more work to do, things that they don't need to wash and clean Or come and get your tray that you brought over and don't stay too long once you do that. Um, Send them a text message before you're on your way. Don't Don't just show up without letting them know. And also be respectful of not knocking on the door or pushing the doorbell too many times. Remember, they may have animals that could bark. The baby could finally be sleeping. They could finally be sleeping. So it's always good to give them a heads up. Play with the kids. The older kids probably aren't getting a lot of attention right now and they so desperately want it. They need that interaction and maybe mom and dad just don't have the energy or the time to focus on everybody as much as they need to. Take them outside, take them to the park, play a video game with them, read them a book, tuck them in. Do lots of things that help the mom. Stack up the diapers, throw a load of laundry in the in the wash. If they're the type of people that are normally private, don't do those things. So understand who you're going to help and do something that you know supports that kind of family. And then just listen. She is probably going to want to tell her birth story. She wants to feel validated. She wants to know that no matter what kind of birth she has, Somebody else wants to be a part of it and wants to listen to what she has to say about it. She doesn't want to listen to your birth story. She doesn't want to listen to the choices that you made. She doesn't want to listen to how wonderful or how awful your birth was. If this is a postpartum family, this is time to simply listen to what she has to say about every single thing she has to talk about. She's processing this. This is the same kind of process that happens after any significant event in our life, whether it's exciting or it's traumatic. You have to talk through it. As a woman, especially, we talk through experiences and we need somebody to listen. This is not the time to say, well, at least your baby's okay, or well, all that matters is a healthy baby. That is so rude. If you even have that perspective, bite your tongue. Because if you're telling a mom that she doesn't matter simply because her baby is alive, then you have just discounted every choice that she's ever made surrounding this birth. You need to be there to support her. No matter if you support the choice or the feeling that she has, just be there for her and just listen. 
and help her to also find five positive things about the experience without trying to make her feel like she's not justified in her feelings. So if a mom is going through a traumatic experience or she so if she has negative perspectives about her birth, then she needs to have help processing that by having somebody listen to her and she needs to also be reminded that she probably has at least one to five things that she can find really good. So help her to end her story with five positive things because that actually helps her to prevent going down this negative depression slope. So respect their space. Respect that everybody has different needs postpartum. Everybody has different desires for social interaction. She might not be comfortable asking you to leave. Um, So look at the subtle cues um, and just stop by and say, I'm only going to stop by for a few minutes. I'm going to bring you some bread over or some fruit, a fruit bowl. So anything that you bring over, make sure it's prepped and ready to eat. You can also fill up her nursing station. So make sure she has water in various areas. Make sure that she has healthy snacks like bananas, apples, granola bars, things that she can eat with one hand. So that makes breastfeeding more supportive and ask her how breastfeeding's going. If it's not going well, then go find her list of people that can support and call them. Say, okay, I'll give them a call because remember, we want to ask for help before things get bad. We don't wait for breastfeeding to get bad. We don't wait for vaginal healing to get bad. We don't wait for our lochia, our postpartum bleeding to get bad. We don't wait for our emotions to spiral down. So we always ask for help the moment that we have questions. And if any care provider, if any support person makes you feel like asking any question is the wrong thing to do, then find somebody else. Because there are people in our community, in your community, that understand what it means to really care for a postpartum family. They are out there. They help you with cleaning. They help you with binding your belly. They help you with moving postpartum, breastfeeding, support after cesarean birth, support through everything from baby blues to depression to postpartum psychosis. There are people that really want to help find you help so that you can experience a very wonderful, happy, um, healing postpartum so that you can transition from this pregnancy that has taken up such a large chunk of your ear into the early stages of parenting. Whether you're a first-time mom or a 10th-time mom, you can find a very supportive community. So if you are looking for that community, you can find me at movdoula.com or slebirth.com. You can also follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Get in touch for breastfeeding support, for postpartum care, or generally just finding somebody to help counsel you through a birth story to help you process that birth story and help give you some tips on things like setting a timer for 15 minutes every day to make sure you have a small amount of time to clean, Um, prepping your food at the beginning of the week, making sure you're hydrated, sleeping well, all of those sorts of tips. Just get in touch for a happier, healthier birth and postpartum.